Welcome to the Vox Pop, a podcast of Missio Day Church. We believe everyone has a story worth telling, and this podcast gives voice to those stories. I'm Brian. And I'm Peter. We are your hosts. Welcome to the Vox Pop. So how's your week been, Brian? Oh, man. Uh, this week's actually been a lot better. Uh, the kids' school load is is lessening, and um, I've been able to have a little bit, a little bit more focused time. But uh, they're done very soon, and then I should be able to get back into regular office hours, at least somewhat, which will be awesome. Indeed. We had some arborists out to our house yesterday during the rain and sleet storm. It was almost icy. Yeah. And they were up in the trees. Like, we had this probably 75-foot-tall oak tree that had died in my yard. Oh, wow. And they took it down, and they had a crane and everything, and it was so impressive. Oh, I, I uh, was yeah. amazed. Watching those guys is is a treat, yeah. actually. Yep. So now I'm selling firewood for $100 a cord. <laughs> <laughs> it is almost springtime, and, and it's going to be warm. Chop it yourself. But if you want, and it's probably wet wood because it's freshly cut. But <laughs> That's you what know. you want. You want that. <laughs> Well, Peter, I, I realize we haven't talked about this yet, but um, we named the, the podcast Vox Pop. And uh, why, why do we do that? Vox Pop in Latin means the voice of the people. And that is exactly the intention of this podcast. We want this to be a place where people can tell their stories and where the congregation and our community can listen to them. Yeah, so, that's right. Vox Pop. Vox Pop. And it's Latin, which fits our weird Latin church mm-hmm. name as well. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, <laughs> Well, our guest today is the incomparable Morgan Hoff. Morgan, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. What have you been doing during the lockdown? Well, I teach for about two hours out of the day, and then um, I will either work out or sit on my back porch and read. Are you doing Google Meets? We are doing Zoom. Zoom. Yeah. There's a lot of debate about which is the superior video chat platform right now i would just say i like google meets but i think the name is terrible what do you say like we're gonna have a meets (laughs) that's a weird thing to say meet me on meets yeah (laughs) they should have chosen a different name absolutely it should have been google we got the meets yeah (laughs) like arby's (laughs) can you tell us how did you find missio and how long have you been a part of our congregation well I found Missio before I moved out here. A couple pastors and friends kind of gave me a few churches to check out in the Asheville area. And I moved out here with one of my really good friends. So she also had a list. And Missio was the only one that was on both of our lists. So we came. Yeah, we came that first. We moved here on a Sunday. So that first like following Sunday and checked it out and I heard camping trips, so I was like, well, we got to go back. And then, <laughs> Take note, people who have not signed up for the camping trip. You are missing out. <laughs> yeah. And then we kept coming back and never even tried out any of the other churches. <laughs> what year was that? That was in 2015. Okay. So it'll be five years. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What initially brought you out here? Google Images. Really? Yeah. So I moved out here with my really good friend, Jules Kirby, Uh now Kirby. And we were having dinner one night in Austin, Texas, and we were just talking about what we wanted to do in our future. We were both in the same stages of life and we've lived in Texas our whole lives. So we were like, let's move somewhere. And I heard about Asheville from someone. So after 
Googling a bunch of different cities. I Googled Asheville, saw the mountains. I was like, ooh, this is cool. This is it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I took a screenshot. I sent it to her. I was like, well, how does this look? And she was like, looks great. And probably, I think it was about two months later, we moved out here. That took a lot of courage. Yeah. Yeah. It wow. was fun. It's been real fun. Was that immediately after school or what kind of stage in your life allowed that to happen? It was a few years after school. Okay. Yeah. 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 I had been working at this company for a few years and then I was like, well, I'm ready for something new. Mm -hmm. The company wasn't bad. Nothing going wrong with my life. I was just like, let's go somewhere. Yeah. That's (laughs) bold. I love that. Yeah. Now you said you had lived in Texas basically your whole life up till then. Born where? Born in Corpus Christi, Texas. Okay. And is that where you grew up most of your life? Yeah, I was there until I left for college. Okay. What what kind of kid was Morgan growing <laughs> up? I want to know about your family and... Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, well, my family might say something different, but my perspective is <laughs> pretty much the opposite of who I am now. Is um, that right? I was pretty quiet, shy. I have a twin sister. And so when we were growing up, it got about middle school. It got to the point where I was like, I, I mean, as a twin, you share everything. And so I got, it got to the point where I was like, I'm tired of being Megan and Morgan. I just want to be Morgan. And so I was like, we need to figure this out and just do my, I need to do my own thing. And so I feel like through that, I kind of grew out of my shell a little bit, but Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I was the opposite of, I feel like I was the opposite of who I am now and just through life experiences and stuff. I've was, gotten louder. Was Megan the extrovert at that time, or are you guys similar in that regard? We were similar in that regard, yeah. Okay. But the joke is, the only thing alike between my sister and I is our birthday. <laughs> yeah, we fought all the time. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay, a little Jacob and Esau thing going on there. Yeah. <laughs> we love each other now. We've grown <laughs> closer. <laughs> is, there, is most of your family still in Texas? My mom, my dad, and my sister um, are all still in Corpus Christi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you have other siblings? Nope, that's it. A couple dogs. <laughs> when did faith in Jesus become part of your story? Well, I grew up in a church. And for me, growing up, it was more of just the Sunday thing. We prayed before meals and we prayed before bed. And then we went to church on Sundays. And that was about it. And so that's what I thought it was. That's what I thought everyone did. I didn't even realize that there weren't even people who weren't Christians or didn't mm-hmm. go to church until I got older. When I went off to college, though, was when um, I got plugged in in a student ministry there. They put me in a small group and really just being in that community of girls and just seeing like how their walks and their lives lived out and realizing that there's more of that relational aspect. And it's not just going to church on Sundays, but it's having a relationship with the Lord and really understanding like the weight of the gospel and what that looked like, not only for my life, but for everyone. So like freshman year of college, sophomore year of college. Yeah. And you went to Texas State University. Okay. Eat them up. Eat them up. <laughs> what the heck? What does that mean? <laughs> We're the Bobcats. Oh, the Bobcat. the, the, what's this one? Uh, this I'm doing like the horns thing. This is a this theater is, of the mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's University of Texas. Where is that one? That's in Austin. And we're, um, our school is about 30 minutes south. Okay. I thought Austin. you were going to say like, 25 hours away, yeah. halfway no. down Texas. <laughs> <laughs> this was our signs. Oh, okay. <laughs> the Bobcats. Yeah. Bobcats. Yeah. Eat them up. Eat them up. That's, that's a good thing there's been no like Bobcat tragedy or that. Right. <laughs> that would be an offensive, you know, call sign or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. That'd be rough. <laughs> it wouldn't? 
So you go to Texas State? Texas State. And you study what there? I studied family and child development was my major. Okay. Yeah. Started out as a nutrition major. Good change. Good change. Yeah. What, what was it that led you into wanting to work with kids? I've just always had just a passion for kids and I've always just connected well with them. I feel like I just have this like kid like spirit about me. So I think I just can connect on their level and yeah, in college, I realized I, th- I did a lot of kids ministry type stuff. And so I just realized that I had that connection with them. Um, I actually went into the major to do child life special- specialist and then realized I didn't want to work in the medical field. So I left that <laughs> and then just stuck with the kids stuff. And I know you've continued to work with kids here, mm-hmm. both in Asheville and at the church through Missio Children's Ministry. Do yeah. you want to expand on any of that? Um. I've done a lot of work with yeah, kids. <laughs> totally, totally. I've worked with all ages, um, from little tiny babies all the way up to I've worked at the Boys and Girls Club for a while, so all the way up oh. to eighteen year olds. Oh mm-hmm. wow, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So a lot of after school programming and mm-hmm. w- what else do they do? After school program, summer camp. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I was there for four years. I also teach at New City now. Wow. First grade. Mm. It is sacrificial work to work with kids, and so I applaud you. <laughs> there, yeah, people ask me what I, which age I love working with the most, mm-hmm. um, and honestly, I love just like the stage developments in each child and like how you can relate to each age group differently. So there isn't really one specific age group or grade level that I'm like, that's my grade level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but really, just figuring out how to relate to them is really all you need to do, and yeah. it's that's what's fun about it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's cool gifting. What's been the most fun working at New City this last year? Ooh, first graders are a lot of fun. Yeah, they there's never a dull moment. Even though I only have nine kids, some days it feels like I have 30 in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and really just seeing them like develop into the young boys and girls that they're becoming and just to see like looking back at the beginning of the year and where they're at now and how much growth they've had. And it's been really, it's been really cool. And I like the smaller class relational aspect of it. It's been fun. Now I'm just, I'm thinking out loud here. So you worked with Salvation Army Boys and Girls Club. You've worked at New City, which Mm -hmm. for those listeners who don't know is an inner city Christian school here in Asheville that unfortunately will be closing at the end of this year. But Mm -hmm. it seems like there's been a a draw in you towards working with at-risk or vulnerable kids as well. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So my experience previous to moving to Asheville, I interned at a Boys and Girls Club in college. That's what I did my internship at and became familiar with that. So when I moved out here without a job, I wouldn't recommend that to anyone. And yet people do it all the time, (laughs) don't they? I kind of was like, okay, what can I do with kids? I don't really want to work at a preschool. And so I came across, I was like, I wonder if they have a Boys and Girls Club here. And so they do. They have a Salvation Army Boys and Girls Club. And I wouldn't say my knowledge of at-risk youth was that great Mm -hmm. before working here in Asheville, but I've gained a lot of just hands-on learning and leadership and even some extra curricular, I guess you could say, classes that I've been able to take in the community about just what that looks like in our, in Asheville community specifically. There's a lot of needs, Yeah, a lot of needs here in this community. You and I can probably relate a little bit to this question, but with New City closing and presumably seeing your students in person again is unlikely 
how is leaving without that kind of closure felt for you? It's got to be bizarre. Yeah, it's definitely strange. I think strange and hard at the same time because mm-hmm. you get to see the kids through the Zoom platform that we're using, and that's if they show up. But still, digitally is not. It's not the same. It's not no, the same at all. Yeah. You you still want that interaction, and you know I had this vision of how I'm gonna. Uh, leave these kids to prepare them for their next school, mm-hmm. which will probably be bigger than our school or just harder. I mean, they're going into second grade and it's going to be a new school. So new friends, the likelihood that they're all going to be in a classroom again is not that high. Right. And so just realizing like, oh, I don't get to do that. I don't get that opportunity to say goodbye is, yeah, it's strange and hard and really hard. Yeah. 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 And I just think about the kids and they're, They've been taken out of their structure of what they're used to. And yep. that's, that's always hard for kids. Um, yep. And it's a hard thing to navigate. And parents' yeah. lives are being thrown. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Have you seen kids participating pretty well? I, I've talked to some public school teachers who only have a portion of their students even showing up for online meetings and that kind of thing. Have those kids participated fairly well? Yeah, I've had um, eight of my nine yeah, we do a morning and then an evening. So I start an evening class at 5.30. So the parents, whatever their schedule looks like, they can log their kids in based off of what works best with their schedule. Oh, that's wow. really smart. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's been great. I, I also feel for the kids, and I think it's important to have empathy for just how different it is, as you are saying. Mm-hmm. Like they long for connection maybe more than we do because that is such a like socially – crucial like developmental time for them and so this is really hard for them and so i i think it's great that you're there's a there's a handful yeah there's a handful that get really sad when i say all right it's time for me to go eat my breakfast or (laughs) eat my dinner or whatever and they're like it's already over with yes it is oh yeah (laughs) yeah well i wanted to think think back outside of your experience in college and sort of coming back to faith or coming in, coming into faith in, in a more genuine way. Uh, I wonder what, what maybe some of the more transformative experiences or moments of your life have been. Yeah. Well, I feel like college was, college was a lot of fun. And so I like to, when I look back on kind of where I'm at today, college is kind of that stage. I was, it's just like, almost perfect in a way, like everything is just going well. There wasn't ever any like trials or anything like, I mean, there were, but they were small in comparison. Yeah. It's because college is not real life. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, college students. (laughs) But yeah, it just seems like this like glorified life. Yeah. It makes you feel like you can do anything. And then post-college and you start getting into work life and becoming quote unquote, an adult and figuring out how to manage life. And I think just some of those smaller trials of just like moving into an apartment. What does that look like? Mm-hmm. Um, but also just the last five years in Asheville have been quite a roller coaster for me um, and just my journey. And yeah, I've been through some of the most toughest, the more tough, the toughest, the toughest. <laughs> I'm a first grade teacher, y'all. I don't have yes. to. <laughs> the most is <toughest. laughs> <Most is> toughest. <laughs> I don't have to teach them no. the hard stuff. So no. expand on that a little bit. You, the last five years have been a roller coaster. What, yeah. what have been some of the ups and some of the downs? Yeah, I've had to. I've had to navigate 
how to love people in an unloving environment and an unsupportive environment and just figuring out like what does that look like I'm called to do this specific job and yeah how to Mm -hmm. navigate that and what that looks like it's hard but I learned a lot through it I've just been in positions that I would have never saw myself kids have always been my thing and so I quickly got moved into leadership at the Salvation Army Boys and Girls Club and so like just like that in general and having to navigate like what management is and communicating with people and honestly I had to relate it back to kids and everyone's different because I know like that process of like kid every child is different Mm -hmm. Um, and so then talking to adults I had to like relate back to that Um, but there were just like a lot of just hard times within that that I had to figure out yeah yeah moving from you know that main desire of just kids and teaching kids and then moving into into leadership into administration you know those are very different things that can really stretch you in a lot of ways. But yeah, when you and I've talked in the yeah. past about some of those hard days and hard, hard times in, in that environment, you don't get a lot from the kids sometimes because unfortunately at risk kids don't have a lot to give, yeah. you know, and um, you don't get much from the parents and sometimes sadly <laughs> don't get much from the, from the leadership in some of those organizations. So yeah. 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 Thank you. I think that's really beautiful and Christ-like. And when I think about like Jesus came to us in our need and in our sin and in our brokenness, like we couldn't give anything to him. I think teaching and or broadly working with at-risk kids is exactly that picture. Mm. Like it is totally that. So I think that's very admirable. Um, And working with kids, you have to, you have to constantly be on. So you have to put away everything that you are like dealing with so that you can be there for them. Yeah what an even better picture of that, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What kind of strategies have you made to uh, be able to do that for a long time? I've, I've always been pretty good at separating like my work life and my personal life. When my work life starts pouring into my personal life, that's when it's bad news, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but you have to clear your head. Prayer's big. Um, just clearing your head before you step into any environment, especially if I know it's going to be kind of a long or tough day, or if I'm mentally exhausted from whatever I may be dealing with, just like stepping into it with a clear mind. So praying ahead of time, or even just in the middle of class, just like looking up and be like, please help me Lord. (laughs) Yeah. One of the ways that I also just kind of clear my head is just hiking. Yeah. It's the way I get away from the world. Would you say that's like one of the best ways you unwind or do you have other hobbies? Like what, what do you love to do? If you had in, to create like the ultimate afternoon for Morgan, what would you do? It would be hiking. Hiking. Yeah, for sure. Even just with this quarantine, like getting out and hiking, yeah. I forget about like whatever's happening here in Nashville or at home or whatever. Yeah. And it's just me and creation. What are your awesome. favorite hikes? Ooh, in this area? Maybe top two. Okay. Hmm. I've done some really good ones recently. Okay, I really like Short Off Mountain. It's out towards Lake James. That one's really pretty. And then this is a really short hike, but a fun swim hole. But Paradise Falls is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really fun to get down there. So as you think about the last five years here and all the roller coaster uh, of emotions and everything that you've been through, what do you think God has been teaching you through that time? What have you... What have you learned? What has he shown you about himself and about you over those last five years? Yeah, really just leaning into him and just his truths because it's so easy to 
when you're struggling with whatever it is that you're struggling, it's easy to just fall into the world and and then that's when it starts spiraling down. And so making sure that you stand firm on his truth and the gospel and what he has and can do. So that's been something that I've been learning and I'm still learning. Um, (laughs) You don't have that mastered yet, Morgan? Come on. Uh, No, I'm always struggling. (laughs) Join the club. (laughs) And then, yeah. And then secondly, like I said earlier, just loving the people that are around you, even though it's not always reciprocated, whether it's adult or kids. And that's not what I'm necessarily expecting out of people. And so learning just, it's hard sometimes when you're like love, trying to love on the kids and they're just like, I hate you or I hate school. So but yeah, and then even in the adult environments that yeah. I've been in, I'm just really leaning in on that. What kind of advice would you give yourself 10 years ago? Okay. Life is hard. <laughs> <laughs> That's real. Yes, yeah, very yeah. real. <laughs> so real. And things are not going to go, most of the time, they're not going to go as you had them planned out. <laughs> yeah. My life has not gone as I planned. So yeah, I think those two things. Yeah. How did you plan it? I was a college student, so. Sure. Yeah, when you're 18 years old, you think, I got this wrapped up. Yeah, yeah. Here's what, here's what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, in college, I thought, I'm going to, um, not quit college. I was going to finish college, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be married, and I'm going to have three dogs, and <laughs> probably would have been in, in Texas still. I don't think moving was ever a thought at that age, and it's not. That's the complete opposite now. So, mm-hmm. what does Morgan long for? What do I long for? Oh, warm days and trails. <laughs> Pretty simple, gal. Yeah. Huh? Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Maybe some sweet tea with it. There you go. Or coffee. All right. This is one of my favorite questions. How do you think that God uses your specific weaknesses? Oh, yeah. I think just looking back on at least the last five years, I think he's used a lot of my weaknesses and still uses a lot of my weaknesses by placing me in certain positions or with meeting people randomly on the streets or whatever just taking all those things that make me feel uncomfortable and make me feel less than I guess and putting me in those positions and I'm like oh man now I have to get out of my comfort zone dang it yeah and use that to really just help me to remember like he is God and he is the one that provides that grace and forgiveness and all those things. And so I I need to lean in on him and trust that he's in control. And so, yeah, that's what I would say. Mm -hmm. What does the future hold? You mentioned you're moving, which we're all very sad about. Yeah. Yeah. So as Brian mentioned, the school's closing down um, that I'm working at right now. And actually kind of a cool story, but the Lord just kind of placed this new job on my lap and I couldn't say no. I mean, you could have. (laughs) I could have. (laughs) And back onto the train of not in your plans, yeah. <laughs> but in his, um, I would have never imagined moving back to Texas, but I am moving back to the flatlands and I will be working at a camp out there okay. um, that I'm super excited about. Yeah. What's the camp and where, I don't know where the flatlands are. <laughs> well, I think all of Texas all of is Texas. a flatlands, right? <laughs> There's a portion that has hills and West Texas has some mountains, but okay, sure. So I will be living east of Dallas. Okay. Yeah. And the, the camp is called? Oh, the camp is called Lake Levon. Okay. Mm-hmm. How did that opportunity come about? I mean. Yeah. So I, so we found out the school was closing down and long story short, I spent eight months trying to find this teaching job. And yeah. then four months later, I find out my job is ending. 
And so I was like really just frustrated. It was probably the main, I had a lot of emotions, but frustration was probably the biggest one. And because then I'm thinking I have six months to find a job, not eight. It took me eight before and all these things. And so camp life has always kind of been something that was on my mind. And on a Monday evening, I put up a profile on the this camp association website and on the next day an old boss of mine I worked at a camp in college and an old boss of mine work he now works at Lake Levon he called me and said hey we have a full-time position I saw your name on the camp association website like what's going on like I didn't think you wanted to move and so he offered me the position and I thought about it asked a bunch of questions and yeah. said yes wow yeah Um, And they've been looking for a while. They've been wanting someone who is reliable and all these things. And it was just kind of on both ends, just kind of meant to happen that way. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What kind of camp is it? So it'll be, well, it's changing a little bit now with COVID-19. But (laughs) so I don't know exactly what it's going to look like, but they'll have a summer camp. And then in the uh, school year, I will also be helping put together an outdoor ed program. Okay. And helping to start that up. Yeah. Um, so they'll have that and then also retreats and stuff throughout the year. Yeah. With like school groups and that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Okay. Yeah. No. yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. You'll get to lead kids on the trails or hopefully, right? Yeah. 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 In nature. Well, we are, man, bittersweet maybe is the, the word. I mean, <laughs> we've uh, certainly enjoyed having you be part of our congregation over the last five years. And uh, you've made significant contributions to the lives of our kids and families and uh it's been great having you here but we always have to hold on to our people loosely right because god calls them to plans that they didn't foresee and so uh uh, eager to to be able to send you as well commission you on mission back to texas but thanks for taking the time we got a lightning round we call it so yes sir okay this is a big deal and maybe we'll throw in some texas questions what do you think (laughs) I mean, uh, based on my near n- nothing <laughs> not knowledge <laughs> of Texas, I will try my hardest. Here's, uh, I got one. Okay. What Friday Night Lights character would you be? Oh, do not hate me, but I've never seen that. Hey, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I was actually talking to some people the other day and I was like, I've never seen Friday Night Lights. Are they even going to let you in? I don't know. Don't mess with Texas. That's <laughs> what they say. Texas forever. That- it is on my birth certificate, so hopefully. Oh, mm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Favorite Asheville restaurant? Oh, there's so many good ones. How do you choose one? But I do love tacos, so I would say my go-to is always Zia because they're always so friendly there. So, yeah, I would say Zia. What do you order? What's, like, the uh, recommendation? Chorizo, egg, and cheese. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and all the hot salsa. All of it. Yeah. Mm. Okay, next question. If you could time travel, when would you go? You can choose where, too. Oh, I don't know. I feel like all the time periods have such good and not-so-good times. Yeah. (laughs) I think it'd be really interesting to see, like, when my parents grew up or, like, in their meeting or something. I think it would be cool to just be, like, in the... Back to the future style? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be kind of fun. Is that how that movie goes? Somewhat. Yeah, yeah. 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 It kind of is that way, yeah. I've heard some stories, so I think it'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, last binge-worthy show or book? Okay, I've been watching All American lately. What is that about? It is about a football. It's based on a true story, actually. It's about a football um, player 
who's trying to get into the NFL. And he grew up in Crenshaw, which is in LA, and it's like a low-income community. Uh-huh. And he got he starts playing for a upper white class neighborhood. So that sounds good. It's really good. Yeah, my son's been watching that and really liking it. He's probably not as emotional in it as. <laughs> I can't tell you what he told me on air. <laughs> Non-stop tears. Maybe. <laughs> I thought it was more like the Fresh Prince went football. You know, it has oh. that same, but it's more dramatic. Than it that. is. Yeah. Yeah. Favorite podcasts? Okay. Besides this one, of course. Yeah. This one's number one. Number two would be one that I listen to all the time. It's called Jesus and Jalof. And it is two women. They're from, I think they're from different countries in Africa, but they're from Africa. And they just, they'll share like their life stories, but they're also hilarious. Um, So. Wow. That's so good. Okay. Texas round. What should we do when we visit Texas? Eat all of the tacos. Okay. Done. Yeah. Ooh, Austin's probably my favorite city. I don't haven't spent much time in Dallas, so I couldn't tell you. But yeah. um, Austin is probably my favorite city. There's, It's pretty similar to Asheville, so I would say visit Austin, go to the music scene and all the barbecue places and taco places. How do we blend in? How do we not look like Ashevillians? Like, I'm picturing oh, you a huge would... hat, <laughs> big American flag boots. That would actually help you stand out. Overalls. <laughs> not the right part nope. of Texas. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh. They look just like we do, Peter. <laughs> this I'm is, from there. This is, is rocking my I'm world. Wearing? This is rocking my world right now. I'm picturing Lone Ranger. <laughs> You'd be surprised how many people ask me, so do y'all just ride horses to school? No, not I at all. I will say, you didn't have to relearn y'all, probably. Y'all just carried over. It did, your, it did. your language. Yeah. 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 There has been some other lingo, though. I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah. Buggies? <laughs> What? I know what you mean. Yeah. What is a buggy? Yeah, I never called it. Get a buggy. out of here, buggies. <laughs> All right. Well, Morgan, thank you for being our guest today. Thanks for having me. This has been another episode of the Vox Pop. Make sure to subscribe if you haven't already. And we'll see you next week for another episode. See you later.